0: Under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now here's
1: your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. We are. Jumping back into meditations in the book of Jonah, this time chapter 1, verse 5. Let's just dive right into it. We'll read our verse and um, see what we can learn, see what we we understand, what we gain from uh, simply taking a, a good look at this passage. So Jonah 1, 5. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down, gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. (laughs) A lot to talk about right there. (laughs) Uh, Now, again, we're going to try to meditate on this verse and just think about some ideas, some things uh, found in this verse alone, this passage alone and um we try to try not to bring in too much outside information though it's 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 possible i suppose but it's nearly impossible it is difficult um but our aim here what we intend to do what we're trying to do is to meditate on this verse and to think through simply what the verse says we're going to lay out some factual information and then we'll break it down with some personal analysis so we we let it say what it says and then we we think through what it says, so that we we develop our personal analysis, our personal opinion based on the the factual statements of the verse. So, uh, hope all that makes sense. You know, the Bible says to meditate on the Word of God, and so we this this is this is a it's it's good discipline, it's good practice to do this and to meditate on the Word of God, and to approach the Word of God this way. Um, I mentioned in the previous broadcast, we're so as Bible believers, we're so attuned. To running cross references and and um, you know the Bible says that that God put His word here a little there a little precept upon precept line upon line you know you, you got to search the Word of God. Uh, it also says to meditate and it also says to read and and all all of which are valid and necessary and important. So uh, we want to make sure we do our best to to apply. To, you know, all those aspects of the word of God to our study. All right. So the mariners were afraid. I bet they were. <laughs> uh, I would be too. I presume you would be also. Now, some of you probably have a little more, uh, you know, some of you are probably a little more familiar with being out at sea and, and, and doing things out on the open waters and God bless you. <laughs> I've been out on a few boats on the ocean and gone fishing or just roamed around. My wife and I, when we lived in Florida, used to go kayaking and do, do things like that. But to be out so far from land, you can't even see it uh, out in the ocean, out in the sea, and I have a storm of, of this magnitude pounding on you. I, no, thank you. <laughs> Lord willing, I'd like to be spared of such. Uh, now we've been through hurricanes. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. We've been through tornadoes. My wife grew up in Florida. That's where the hurricanes come in. You know, you kind of get accustomed to that. I just don't. I, I can't imagine becoming accustomed to being on a ship tossed in the ocean as a storm comes bearing down upon you. Now these were mariners. They were. They were accustomed to this thing, and they're afraid. So if they're afraid, I'm certain I would be afraid. <laughs> Uh, I would not know how to handle this, would not want to handle this, and uh, thank God I can read about it and get, glean some principles from it uh, for, for for my life, for the life of my family, and Lord willing, for the people that I get to minister to, but I have no interest in in physical participation. <laughs> so the contrast is amazing to me. The mariners were afraid, but Jonah's in the bottom of the ship asleep. There's a lot to be said about that. I mean, it could be, you could take that in the direction of laziness, indifference, um, hard-heartedness, you know, just selfishness, self-centeredness. I mean, there's so much there to pick apart and to try and discern uh, Jonah's mindset. Everyone's on the ship laboring working terrified job Jonas just downstairs asleep, no concern whatsoever and 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 so they there there it's so it's so multifaceted it was it because he he's only concerned about about himself is it because he has no intention of helping he's lazy he's he's uh just just has no desire to get up and help the men who are trying to save the ship and potentially him um it's is it is it just is it just another extension of his rebellious attitude towards God? Who knows? He's not here to explain it to us or to, to defend himself. So it's all conjecture on our part. But they're terrified. He's asleep. Now his being asleep doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't scared. I mean, uh, it seems to indicate that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, his being asleep may have have. It just may be directly related to his indifference. Uh, It could be related to fear. Um, uh, You know, sometimes people get stressed out and they they just want to go to sleep. But, you know, different people handle stress in different ways. So it could be that Jonah slept due, due to emotional stress, facing these difficulties, living in rebellion to God, and on the run, emotionally overwhelmed and stressed out, it, it that that could be why. But but as we read more about Jonah and his response, it seems unlikely to me. Jonah appears to be so cold and hard-hearted; he's just non-responsive. He doesn't care. That's a dangerous place to be in life. I, I think sometimes um, Hollywood and you know music, modern music, and and um, you know different mentalities that that are present today i think they glorify this this uh rebellious indifferent i don't care what happens to me mentality i think it's almost seen as a good thing and it's not it's a very dangerous place to be you don't want to be there you don't want to be that person that that is so cold and so indifferent to god and what he's trying to tell you or what he's trying to do that you don't care care if your life is lost. You need to care if your life is lost. Like Everybody fears death, but once you you arrive to that place without God, where you don't care about death, you, you are a dangerous individual, and that's not a good thing. It's not a good type of danger. There's something to be said about that that person who, who is courageous and heroic in the face of difficulty. This is not courageous and heroic. This is strict rebellion. And it's a dangerous place to be. Um, the mariners were afraid, as they should be. They should be terrified. But their fear is, is not unmerited. All right? So the mariners are responding properly. Jonah is responding in a very, very dangerous manner. Uh, if, you, if your heart is so hard and so cold and so indifferent to the consequences of your choices that you can't do something as basic and as simple as try and preserve your life and the life of the people around you who are now in trouble because of you, um, you you're, I, I don't know how to help you. I don't know that there is help for you. In fact, what ended up happening to Jonah is he had to, he had to be cast off the ship. I mean, I mean again, we're, we're not there yet. We'll get there. We'll talk about it more. But he had to be cast off the ship and essentially lifted up his eyes in hell, being in torment. That's how far God had to go with Jonah. God had to have Jonah swallowed by a specially prepared fish that ended up taking his life because Jonah just did not care that is not a good place to be. That is a dangerous mentality. I can't stress that enough, but my my fear is some people hear that and they say, I want to be dangerous. You don't want to be that kind of dangerous. that's That's a destructive dangerous. There's a way to be healthy. There is a healthy danger. You can impose a healthy form of danger in the world. Uh, you know, you you can cause people to to fear and respect you in a healthy manner in a healthy way. That's not it. Now, Gentiles, which these mariners are Gentiles, they tend to have a common understanding of God's capabilities, um, though they they understand it imperfectly. Gentiles, especially when you read throughout the Bible, or if you if you just think about history. Um, Many of the pagan rituals and things that, that that exist exist because Gentiles understand God will hurt them. <laughs> that, that's just how they think about things. That's that's their approach to temporal matters as well as spiritual matters. Um, and and it and there is truth to that, but it's not it's not entirely true. It's not it's not it's it's imperfect. It's an imperfect thought or or, or understanding of God. Fear is a very real factor in life. And it can be a it can be a, a good motivator. You think about the 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 uh, the legal system when it when it is uh, when it's exercised properly. When there is swift judgment for doing something wrong, people develop a healthy fear, and they stop. They 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 consider that before they go. Now everybody's not going to care. Some people are going to be like Jonah and just be so indifferent. They're going to do it anyways. Um, again, those are dangerous people that really need to be dealt with by the government and and by the legal system in a proper way. But our government is so reprobate now that they can't make proper decisions about these things. If we're getting to a dangerous place, we're getting to a scary place where the government is is turning on uh, healthy thinking individuals. If you think, if you try to think in moral terms or religious terms or God forbid biblical terms, you are the enemy're the, they consider you to be the dangerous one that's that's where we have arrived with these things and so it's a dangerous place to be. but uh, Gentiles know they should they should fear this transcendent power that can hurt them and, and it's an imperfect understanding, but they they know that a fair, fair, fear is a, is a very real motivator in life. Um everyone is expected to fear God. Uh, you know that in the Bible. Again, we're not supposed to be bringing this into this, but but it's here. These men were afraid. It would be better for them to fear God. It's always better to fear God. You 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 want to have no concern for death because you belong to God. Because you fear him. You don't want to have no concern for death because your conscience is so seared in your rebellious state. That's not a good place to be because you're going to go through life tortured. You're going to have a hard, difficult, harsh life, and then you're going to lift up your eyes in hell being in torment. That's no way. That's no way to approach life. Repent. Repent of the rebellion. Trust God. Anyone who has so seared their conscience that death is no, no, uh, is no factor is a dangerous human being and again you know n- not a dangerous not dangerous in a productive way it's it's dangerous in a very it's self-destructive it's part of that downward spiral that that Jonah is going through that Jonah is is bringing upon himself and you know God 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 is going to chastise you okay that that's a it's a positive thing meant to to help steer you back in the right direction, All right, Just as, like any parent should do with your child. Too many parents are not doing this with their children. They don't chastise their children, so they grow up and rob everybody and steal and, and do drugs and become drunkards, and, and they have no integrity. They have no honesty. They become, they become grown adults that act like four-year-olds because you, you don't discipline them and chastise them as children. Instead, you wait till they grow up, and then society at large has to deal with the mess that you allow to exist. Um, But when God chastises you, and when a parent who's being responsible chastises their children, the goal is to help discipline them, to help make them uh, choose right, to choose to do good, to choose to be moral, to choose to live an elevated standard of living and it's almost non-existent today uh but but god will chastise you that chastisement can go as far as he needs it to go now if you're a christian you're not going to lose your soul you're not going to lose your salvation but it but god might and again i say might I, I i can't i can't ascribe these things to god you know if god's chastising you you absolutely know just like a child knows when their parent is chastising them and they know why, you know, if God is chastising you, I know when God is chastising me, it's, it's, we know, we, we understand. All right. You just, that thought pops in your head. This is because of what I did the other day. <laughs> um, but God can take that chastisement all the way to death. And for the Christian, you, you know, you'll, you'll be absent from the body and present with the Lord, but that's not a way, to, that's not the way to go. You know, and again, we 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 have to be careful here because God is dealing with Jonah, who is a Jew, and God had a specific way of dealing with Israel, and and uh, he had a specific way of dealing with the Jew as an individual, as well as Israel as a nation. Uh, God has a specific way of dealing with Gentile nations, and He also has a specific way of dealing with individuals within that the, that na- those nations, and and then God has a specific way of dealing with the body of Christ, as well as individuals within the body. And so all that has to be taken into account. And so we want to be careful here. And I'm I'm not trying to push upon you some unnecessary fear that, that God is going to physically harm you if you don't do what he says, but that could happen. That is a potential factor. And You do have to fear God. You should fear God. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. That is not something to be taken lightly, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. Now, eternal matters are separate from that. God's not going to take your salvation from you because you're a rebellious child of God. He's going to chastise you, and that chastisement could it could go as far as God needs it to go. How far do you want it to go? exactly how far are you going to force god to 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 take you in order to get you to repent and to correct and and to confess your sin and to be cleansed and to and to be restored into a good place of fellowship between you and your father in heaven how far does god have to go with that in order to get you there that ultimately is up to me and up to you um as a good father he's going to chastise will you be a good child is ultimately the question now the mariners feared the storm that appeared to be ushering them closer to death they should fear death they don't they don't understand they don't quite understand yet that this is god doing this uh specifically to and for jonah and they have become innocent bystanders in in god's dealing with jonah innocent insofar as this was meant for jonah I mean, these men obviously are not innocent. Um, they're guilty. They, they are sinners. They are condemned. Um, they, they need to turn to the true and living God. And that is even in, in Jonah's day that was available to them. In fact, he's going to preach to, to Nineveh, which is a Gentile city. So, so salvation in different forms were available to these men if they would turn to God. Right now, they're terrified of a storm that's about to bring them to death. In such cases, the only response they could conceive of is to cry out to some transcendent being for help. They know there's no way out of this. But they believe, they know that something exists out there that could transcend the power of this storm, and that something, that God, those gods, whatever it is, could help them. At least they hoped. Now, that turned out to be a false hope, there's only there's only one god. You can you can you can call whatever you want god. You can make little statues, you can have little fat buddhas. Um you can put temples up all over the place. You can go to um you can go to Mecca and Medina and you can walk circles around the black stone. You can do whatever you want and call it god. But there's only one god and none of that is it. You'll be like these mariners crying out to god in the hopes that Your God will respond, and you're going to get no response, just as these men got no response, because their gods are no gods. Uh, This situation was hopeless. They will not save themselves. That sound familiar? All hope is lost. Unless some God intercedes, they will die. They know that. That's their fear. If they don't get out of this storm in this boat, they're going to die. This ship has to get them out of this storm. The problem is that storm was made for that ship because it carried Jonah. This was a valid situation to fear, and it beautifully illustrates man's helpless situation without God. We exist in this tumultuous world, in sin and without God, you cannot save yourself. You are on track to die and to lift up your, hells, your eyes in hell being in torment. I know I say that a lot, but it, it, is, it is as though the world has forgotten there's a hell and the few people who remember it think it's a place where they're going to hang out and have a party. No, no, you, you need to readjust your fear of hell. You need, you need to gain a healthy fear of hell. You need to regain that healthy fear of hell. Uh, You can cry out to to all the gods you want. Little gods. They cannot hear you and they cannot help you. But if you will cry out to the true and living God, he can hear you and he is mighty to save. With, With him is plenteous redemption. With him is plenteous mercy. All that is left for you and I to do is to call upon his name with a believing heart, and he will save you. Now, they're going to learn that eventually, but they don't know that right now. Right now, they're just, <laughs> they're just tossing everything to the wind and hoping something will stick, and it's not. They're, they're going to cry out to their gods. Every man began to cry unto his God. These were heathen men who knew not the God, but they wanted help, and they began to cry out to their gods. The verse says that every man began crying to his God. This is indicative of the modern idea of your truth, whatever that is. As though truth could exist independently of a collective realization. You know, everyone knows what truth is and is not. But, but in order to skew that, everyone has to, everyone, modern man has come up with this idea of your truth, whatever your truth is. <laughs> it's a ridiculous Rid- ridiculous idea! Everyone, everyone can have their own individual truth, and it is somehow supposed to be recognized as valid by everyone else. Even though everyone is supposed to have their own independent truth, it, that makes no sense whatsoever. What if my truth says your truth is not true? Which one do we? Which one do we follow? Which one is true? <laughs> you, you, we can't both have two. Contradictory, two truth. We can't both have our own truth that exists in complete contradiction, contradiction to each other. One of them is not true. One is incorrect. It it, it's, it has to be that way. There is right. There is wrong. There is truth, and there is untruth. There is there is proper good information, and there is bad information. They they can't exist. They can't coexist. Sorry. It doesn't work that way. The same confusion holds true regarding religion. Everyone everyone can have a God or gods, but the reality is that there is only one living God. You can cry out to whoever you want. That, that, that liberty is afforded you, but you will suffer the consequences of choosing to exercise that liberty. Don't be fooled. This true and living God is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the only Savior. There's no other way. There's no other God. There's no other Savior. Your salvation, whether temporal, if God will choose to save you physically, or or spiritual, and He will, He absolutely will save you spiritually, It, it all comes from you calling upon the true and living God with an honest heart, all right, All right. Now, God hasn't pro- as Christians, God hasn't promised us physical salvation, though He might. He might save us from some situation. He might um, prevent us from from entering entering into some danger. That 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 may very well happen. Uh, but He hasn't promised that. So if it does, it's extraordinary. He has promised anyone who calls upon His name their soul, their sins will be forgiven, their soul will be saved, and when they go through the this present evil world he will take them to be with him when they enter into physical death. All right, so, so that, that's the right God. Uh, these men would eventually come to understand that, but how hopeless, how helpless were they crying out to different gods and receiving no response whatsoever. That, that's a, that, would, be a, that would be such a terrible, it'd be like watching your life just dissipate and leave from you. You know, the longer this storm goes on, The more this ship breaks up, the closer we are to death. What a a helpless situation. They eventually began to cast forth the wares in the ship into the sea. And it may be that they quickly realized the futile nature of calling on gods who are no God at all. They are in a situation that forced them to admit these these figments of their imaginations could do nothing to help them. Uh, Most people... Many people will take that figment of their imagination all the way to death. They will not repent. These men knew their gods were not helping them. Now, now they got to resort to a works-based salvation. Now it's on them. These gods aren't helping. Now it's on my shoulders. Being, being the good religious adherents they aim to be, at least in the moment, they did what all religious adherents do. They tried to work for their salvation they called upon the name of their gods and received no help the next thing to do for people who live lives void of absolute biblical truth is to try and work your way into your sal- into the salvation that you that you need or that you desire the entire purpose of this trip was to carry this cargo to make money now they're throwing it into the sea now it means nothing can you imagine these men explaining the situation to their customers when they returned See, what happened was this rebellious prophet ended up on our ship, which caused his God to send a storm after us. And we were so scared of this storm that we threw all the cargo in the sea. But it turns out we needed to throw the prophet in the sea. And when we threw him in the sea, a big fish jumped up and ate him. (laughs) How do you think that went? (laughs) Their hope, which again was a false hope, was to lighten the ship. You're, you're not going to, they're trying to outrun the storm. They're trying to lighten themselves so they could outrun the storm and it's not going to happen. Then we get to Jonah, but Jonah, here we go again. We're going to see clearly in God's word that when the word, but is used in reference to man, he is usually getting himself in serious trouble. Now, when it's used in reference to God, it set, it sets man's impossibility against all things being possible through god and 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 so it 's usually man can 't do it but God uh, man is destined to hell and condemnation but god that that's that 's the way you want to use the word but that 's the proper use in the Bible. Jonah was gone down, he continues his downward trek of disobedience, his life is spiraling out of control, and jonah 's going to take it all the way to death he doesn 't care. he lay fast asleep. <laughs> What an amazing thing. Uh, This is a tremendously low point for Jonah. What's worse is he was so hard-hearted that he was willing to put everyone in danger as long as he could remain defiant towards God. Man, I hope that's not you. I hope that's not where your heart is. You don't want to be that rebellious towards God. He didn't care about the mariners. He didn't care about the ship. He didn't care about the God he offended. All he cared about was himself. And he's just in the back of the ship asleep. If your heart is heading in that direction, would you stop where you are and and just ask God to help you break up that fallow ground? Try to bring yourself back to a place of tenderness towards God. Do something to fix it before it goes too far. Don't go down with Jonah. Don't do that. Jonah would eventually repent, but God had to take it a long way before he finally repented. Don't let that happen to you. Thank you for listening. God bless.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.pleniusredemption.com. You can hear more Plenius Redemption podcast audio at www.pleniusredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption podcast.